What up, what up, what up, y'all? TNA here. Actually, it's just T. A is at home with her family. Where she should be. Um, this, I normally wouldn't do a podcast without Amy, but this is kind of an emergency podcast. I'm saying that because recently in my life, I've had an influx of people who have been suicidal or attempted suicide on their lives. And years ago, or year ago, uh, I personally went through suicidal thoughts and tendencies. So I feel like it's like a subject that really needs to be touched upon. Uh, before I touch upon it, I wanted to sing a song because I will get all troubling. I won't be able to sing the song because I could be all sad around about the subject. So I'm going to sing the song first. The song is called I Want to Be Alive because ironically, a lot of suicidal people do want to be alive. It's just that the quality of life that they have isn't where they want it to be. So they think because the quality of their life, they shouldn't be alive. Um, and it, it's hard sometimes when the quality of your life is that low to understand that your life still has value. But um, anyways, I'm going to sing this song. It's called I Want to Be Alive. And it's the inside look of a suicidal mind. That being mine, it was my suicidal mind. I wrote this when I was suicidal. So... <clears throat> I'm going to sing it real quick before I start talking because I'll get all like crybabying around about it. Uh, Let me drink some water. Okay. I'm also want to put it out there. I'm not a professional singer. Uh, I don't have any studio magic. This is kind of sort of live-ish and I'm by a highway. So work with me, guys. It's not going to be perfect. All right. All I do is lie to myself And I don't treat myself very well I don't know why I don't love me But lately I've been feeling kind of funny And all I do is keep it to myself When really I should scream out for help but I don't want to be your burden So I pretend that I'm not hurting When all I see is darkness and no light I just lie and say that I'm alright But life's been knocking me around And honestly I'm kind of down so won't someone hold me, say they love me, say I'm worthy, and they won't hurt me. So won't someone hold me, say they love me, say I'm and they won't hurt me Cause I wanna be alive Ooh, I wanna be alive Ooh, I wanna be alive Ooh, I wanna be alive 
mess up with that part, but whatever. <clears throat> All I want is somebody to see. All the darkest corners of me. And let me pass all my darkness. Don't treat me like I'm dead and heartless. All I want is love in my heart. To finally feel like I am a part. Of something bigger than myself. I just need a little help. So won't someone hold me? Say they love me. Say I'm worthy and they won't hurt me. Cause I wanna be Anyways, that's my super unprofessional, non-studio magic song. But it's really deep to me. Whether it's good or not, whether people like it or not, it is important to me. Uh, Because this was the inside look of my mind when I was depressed and suicidal. And I feel like, not to be presumptuous, but I feel like it's the inside look of a lot of people's minds. Um, A lot of what you heard in that song, people will say. Like, um... All I do is lie to myself. Very true. Um, when I was depressed and suicidal, I did lie to myself a lot. I lied and said that I was happy to myself. To myself. This is just lies I told to myself, let alone to people outside of myself. Um, I lied to myself a lot. I said I'm happy. I said I'm content. I said I'm okay with where I'm at. I, I lied to myself a lot. Um, also, the part where I said I don't treat myself very well. That's very true. I didn't treat myself very well. But these aren't things that people are going to tell you. Suicidal people are not going to tell you that um, they lie to themselves and they don't treat themselves well. They're not going to tell you that they beat themselves up. They're not going to tell you those things. <laughs> They're going to keep that to themselves. Because uh, that's just how it is. Um, um, another one. Um, lately, I've been feeling kind of funny. Um, that's a key phrase that you're going to hear when somebody is depressed and or suicidal and is asking for help. Um, I said, I feel funny. I don't feel right. I feel different. I feel strange. I said those things a lot when I was towards the end part of, or I guess the climax of my, uh, suicidal thoughts, Because I felt like I was so out of control of my own darkness that I just needed someone to know. And I was hoping that somebody would save me because I didn't feel like I could save myself. So I would drop little tiny hints. I didn't want to tell anybody, though, that I was suicidal. 
but I would drop hints. And I didn't want to tell anybody that I was suicidal because I'm just going to be real and I don't care whose feelings it hurts. But in a lot of Native households, in a lot of Native communities, it is not usually okay to be out in the open with your flaws and your emotions. Um, You always hear that... um, we're stoic, right? Like native people are stoic. Like, oh, why do you look so mean? You're so stoic. Uh, that's because we hide our emotions. And it's not a healthy thing. Um, and for depressed people, it's an even worse thing. It leads to suicide, you know? Um, to me, it almost led to suicide. Felt like it wasn't appropriate for me to talk about being sad. It felt like it wasn't appropriate for me to talk about being hurt. About how people hurt me. I felt like it I wasn't okay to talk about so anyways, that was another one. Um, That's another key phrase. You'll hear people say who are depressed. Um, I feel kind of funny. <clears throat> I feel weird. I don't feel right. Um, then there's the part this where I sang, and all I do is keep it to myself. That's very true. A lot of times, um, I, can, I can tell you all the key phrases in the world, but this part right here, uh, this is the part that's important to know. Um, all I do is to keep to myself. Yes depressed and suicidal people will keep it to themselves not always but a lot of times they will keep it to themselves and you'll never know so they suffer in silence so if you have a family or a friend or a loved one who just disappears a lot all of a sudden uh, you don't see them a lot uh try to be aware (laughs) that something may be going on it doesn't always mean that they're suicidal that's not what it means but if it is out of the ordinary, it is out of the blue, it's not common, it's not a part of their character, then you should keep an eye on that um, because they will keep it to themselves. They'll suffer in silence. Um, they don't want to deal with burdening people. And that's a huge thing for me. Um, so there's that part of the song also. Um, all I do is keep to myself and really I should scream out for help, but I don't want to be a burden. So I pretend that I'm not hurting. That's very common for me. And I know it's very common for a lot of Native people to feel that way. Uh, They don't want to be a burden. Um, We live in poverty a lot. Not all Natives, but a lot of Natives live in poverty. Um, Life's really hard. Uh, So when life's already hard for our mothers and our fathers and our grandmothers, it's hard to want to speak out. They have enough issues, you know? So you don't want to add to their issues. You don't want to be more of a burden. That already makes you feel even more depressed and more suicidal is that, oh, they have to stop what they're doing to help you. Like, that's the thought process. Though that's not true. They would love to stop and help you. They would rather stop and help you than to lose you. Um, And that's a fact. I'm telling you that right now. I'm telling all my loved ones and all the people who I care about. See, this is why I was saying before. And talks about getting emotional. I want everybody to know, actually, in the whole world, that I would rather you, quote unquote, burdened me than to die. Honestly, I would rather that. I would rather you burden the shit out of me, burden me. I would rather you burden than burden me than to not tell me and then to take your life. It would kill me to lose somebody because they felt like. I was annoyed by them or I was too busy to deal with them. I'm not, ne- if you're, if you're going to take your life, I'm never too busy. Not ever. Um, I feel really passionate about this because 
there were times in my life um, where I felt like that. Like I felt like I was a burden to everybody. Um, and I was like, fuck it. Just end it, you know? Like there was an actual really dark part in my life where I was like, I was wrestling with the thought of, you know, um, the pros and cons of taking my life, which is such a dark place to be. It sounds so weird to say, but I was wrestling with the pros and the cons of taking my life. And I was like, yeah, some people might be hurt by my death, but the positives outweigh the negatives. I felt like my debts to society would be wiped clean. I felt like my burdens and, you know, me, like I've always had to, I've not been financially stable all the time in my life and I've had to live with family. It's been really hard to get on my feet and I've been a single mother and I've been, it's hard. So, um, I've had to have a lot of help from my family and that's when I started getting really, really depressed and started wanting I started having those suicidal thoughts when I felt like a burden. Um, and I always thought I could load, I, I could unload my burdens off of the world or off of my family and off of my friends just by ending it. Like I won't feel the pain anymore. They won't have to deal with me anymore. My kids won't have to deal with me anymore because there were times where I was so depressed and so sad that like I wouldn't pay attention to them and I wasn't putting my all into them. And I felt like, God, you know what? Their lives would be better. But that was my thought process. Honestly, there was a that was my really dark point is when I thought, yeah, like the world absolutely like it was concrete in my head. Absolutely. The world would be better. Not just the world but the people I love like people will always tell you um I would like I just said I said I would rather you burden me quote unquote burden me than for you to take your life I would rather be there for you uh that didn't matter to me had someone said that to me it it probably wouldn't have mattered to me at that point because um I had already had it set in my head that I was too much of a burden uh, so anyways, um, so that was one part of the song. Uh, let's see. I just lie and say that I'm all right. That's something very common that I did. I did lie a lot. I did say I was all right when I wasn't. Other times when I was at work where my coworkers would see, um, gosh, she's not acting like herself. She's not being chipper. Um, She's not smiling. She's kind of just standing there. She's not really paying attention. It was very obvious that underneath my eyes and inside my heart, I wasn't there. Um, But I would just say, oh, I'm just tired. That's another key phrase you have to watch out for. Oh, I'm just tired or I didn't get enough sleep or I'm not rested enough. It's a lie. You know, it's a lie. You, you, You know how you can tell it's a lie when you look at that person and there's still no emotion or no feeling there when they say that. They just look dead and hurt. Uh, it, it has nothing to do with rest. Maybe they're not getting rest. I don't know. But that's not what it is. Um, and you really have to keep an eye on when somebody says that. And you can tell. You can watch a person's pattern of behaviors. 
they'll come in the next day like that, the next day like that, the next day like that. And not every, I mean, there's no way. Not every day that you're not getting enough sleep. Now, you have to watch out for that. You have to, you have to be that eye uh, because they're not going to tell you. They're not. I didn't. I never told anybody uh, until now. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'll just lie and say that I'm right. But life's been knocking me around. And honestly, I'm kind of down. Um, those were very common things that I would say to people. I've been like, oh, life's just been a little bit hard. I'm just a little down. It was very underplayed. I'm just a little down. It's not even kind of accurate to how I was feeling. I felt dead. I did. I felt dead on the inside. I felt worthless. I felt useless. I felt like a burden to the whole world. I did not want to be here. But I said, oh, I'm just kind of down. That is another key phrase. And these key phrases and these uh, habits are really important to pay attention to if you think somebody is suicidal. Um, they're very common. Not everybody's going to say the same thing, but these are kind of a basic guideline for what, what is said. Because uh, I said these things, I'm, I'm speaking from personal experience, and I, these are things actually that uh, my best friend said a lot of these things to me, and um, I didn't catch it, I didn't catch it, I didn't catch it. I was like, I'm busy at work, I'm busy with my kids, I didn't catch it, I didn't catch it, I didn't catch it, and then she tried to take her life, and it fucking killed me, because I didn't catch it. But then when I stopped and thought about it, I was like, Tamara, you said these things and you know what you meant when you said these things. So I just wanted to put it out there, you know, slow down um, and pay attention to your loved ones and make sure they're okay. Check on them, you know. Uh, Let's see what else is in the song. Um, Oh, then it gets that little um, emotional part where it's like, hmm. So won't someone hold me, say that they love me, say that I'm worthy and they won't hurt me. Um. This is a part that's pretty important. It sounds very vague, but it is actually really important. Um, so a lot of times they won't tell you. A lot of times they'll drop very vague hints. A lot of times they'll play it off. But really what they really want is someone to hold them and say that they love them and that they're worthy. And they just want people to stop hurting them. And they want to stop hurting themselves. And they want the world to stop hurting them. And they do have, um, they do feel victimized. I don't know. Uh, it's not the same for everybody. I felt victimized, not like by anybody personally, but kind of by life. Like I was like, my checks were getting garnished. Um, my car was breaking down. I had a terrible breakup. Uh, my kids were being really uh, hateful towards me. Um, I had some exes be- do some hurtful things. Some family members do some hurtful things. And I really, I really did not feel worthy. And I was so tired of feeling hurt and feeling betrayed and feeling like, oh, fuck. I was always feeling let down like I was letting people down. So I just I just needed someone just to touch me, you know, like when you get in that depressed mindset and you get suicidal, you distance yourself so far from people and it just makes things worse. And sometimes you just need human touch. You just need kind words and real genuine, like familiar love, F- familiar love. I said that all wrong. It's super important. These are just basic human things that a lot of the time people don't have. And some suicidal people can go a majority of their life without human touch. And you don't know that, though. 
and it's hurting them. So very basic things, uh, love, uh, worthiness, touch, human touch, um, not wanting to be hurt and let down. Like these are very common things. Um, and then there's a part that I want to be alive. Um, it's true. They want to be alive. And sometimes they don't always know it. And sometimes they need guiding into the thought of being alive. And they need shown how to live and um, how to be alive. Because they've become so dark. They've entered this darkness in this dark world. They just need a little help getting to that part of being alive. But they do. They're screaming out that they want to be alive when they say stuff like those very vague things like, I just feel kind of funny, you know. I'm just a little bit tired. I don't feel right. That's them saying, I want to be alive. Please notice that I'm hurting. Please, anybody notice that I'm hurting? Um, anyways, that's how it was for me. Um, all I want is somebody to see all the darkest corners of me and love me past all of this darkness. Don't treat me like I'm dead and heartless. Um, a lot of times we have issues. We have lots of issues um, from our past. We may have body dysmorphia we may have um anxiety uh sleep issues um we have may have trust issues from past relationships we may have been abused we may have been abused as children uh, we may have been treated poorly um, our childhoods may not be the best um who knows what it may have been but we end up having issues and then that's what I'm talking about when I sing about the dark corners. I just want somebody to see the dark corners of me and love me past all of this darkness. Um, because a lot of times people will see someone with issues and just walk away. Like, oh, I don't want to deal with this baggage. I don't want to deal with these issues. And that's fine. Everybody reserves that right. But if they're your family, they're your loved ones, I feel like maybe you should step back a little bit and learn to be selfless <clears throat> um, because yeah the issues exist but that shouldn't mean that somebody's unlovable and somebody uh, should be treated poorly or ignored um, those issues need to be resolved and sometimes people can't always do it by themselves sometimes they need that family love or that friend love to really get them through it um, and it's hard like constantly getting uh rejected because of your issues um i know personally i haven't had a lot of successful relationships i've been single for a while and i'm fine with that i'm okay with it but the reason being is because i do have some issues um i don't want to delve too deep into it um but i have intimacy issues that's for sure um and when somebody that I'm dating notices it it starts to like it doesn't freak them out necessarily but it uh kind of turns them off and they're like well is this how you're always going to be and it's like no I don't always want to be like this but this is an issue that I have and I'm trying to deal with it you know but it's it's hard to constantly get rejected because of those issues um and that is the mindset of a lot of the severely depressed and suicidal people is that damn you know all my darkness and all the bad things about me are just so unlovable I might as well just end it um well that was for me my personal my personal thoughts those are thoughts I had um 
I felt like my sex addiction that I had in the past made it really hard for people to deal with me. Um, a lot of people have insecurities about highly sexual people, so it made it harder for me. Um, I've dealt, I've actually recently dealt with a lot of these issues, but in the past it did, it did make things harder for me. Um, because everybody, you know, wants to find love at some point. And I was, I was hitting brick walls everywhere because I just wasn't dealing with that. And on to the, I'm like, I don't want to get off the subject of uh, depression and suicide, but I want to talk just a smidge about the sex addiction thing because it completely relates to my depression and my suicide. So before I became suicidal, I was depressed uh, for a number of reasons, but how I dealt with my depression is the same way a drug addict or an alcoholic would deal with it, but I dealt with it with sex. Um... I didn't have a lot of respect for myself and I didn't treat myself very well. And that goes to the top of the song where I don't treat myself very well. I didn't treat myself very well. I didn't have a high opinion of myself. So I did, um, I did have sexual partners more show than I should have. And I did, um, I, I was careless. Nothing bad ever came of it, but it's just a very bad way to live. And I degraded myself. I did things that were very degrading and it was this vicious cycle because I would do these disgusting things, um, to myself and then turn around and wonder why none of my love interests had respect for me or why none of them wanted to take it to the next level. It's because I didn't, it was very obvious to them, not to myself, but it was very obvious to them that I had no self-respect that I didn't love myself and it was something I had to work on. Um, and, uh, the sexual addiction and, um, depression led to a lot of very short term relationships. It was like, I was almost a serial monogamist. Um, so I would allow my heart to open up because I have a huge heart. If you don't know that now, you know, I have a huge heart. So I would allow my big old dumb heart to open up to these people who were just sexual partners. And they knew we were just sexual partners. And I kind of knew. But at the same time, I was so damaged and so uh, hungry for adoration and love and um, acceptance that I was mistaking it also for love in a a real meaningful relationship. And they were not real or meaningful relationships. They were just momentary sexual encounters. Some that went longer than others, but... So anyways, um, I used sex as a coping mechanism to make myself feel these little um, juts of love, these little injections of love, um, but it never lasted long. It's almost like somebody who uses heroin, you know, you get this little hit, this little rush, uh, but then it goes away. So you just keep chasing it one person after the next, after the next. Um, and that actually led to suicide, not not committing suicide, but having suicidal thoughts because when my life started spiraling and then I was also degrading myself, I started feeling like, damn, I'm trash. I felt like it. I was like, nobody really takes me serious. Um, nobody really actually loves me. I am just kind of a trash person. And I said that a lot. And I've had a lot of close friends and family members 
call me on it. They're like, don't call yourself that. Don't, you're not trash. You're not trash. And I said it a lot. And I, I played it off like I was joking. But I meant it. I thought I was trash. I did. I felt like trash. Um, and I was treating myself like trash. But a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know what I've done to myself or the life that I led. I've done some questionable things uh, and that I'm not proud of. But it all was a part of the depression and the suicide. And I just want to put that out there because a lot of people don't know that that also can sometimes loop into depression and suicide. Um, And a lot of time people aren't forgiven for those things. Um, And that's just a dark part of suicide and depression that people don't know about is um, that sexual stuff. Because people will so often get shunned for it. Like, oh, she's a slut or she's a hoe or whatever. And it just gets written off that way. But really, you should be aware uh, sometimes. If some if that's out outside of somebody's character to be sexually promiscuous and all of a sudden they're sexually promiscuous, that's probably a red flag. That's a sign. They're medicating. They're self-medicating. And those odd, sometimes people self-medicate with sex. Um, so anyways, I did personally. So that, that's my experience with that. Um, let's see where else, uh, to finally feel like I'm a part of something bigger than myself. I just need a little help. Um, that part is pretty vague, but, um, basically it's, um, I was at a point in my life where I felt like I didn't have a lot of purpose and I needed purpose in order to restart my life and restart my heart. I needed purpose. So I needed to feel like I was bigger. I was part of something bigger than myself. Because I was so caught. As as weird as it is when you're depressed and suicidal. A lot of people think, oh, you just don't care about yourself. Or you don't love yourself. It's so weird, though. Because you are hyper-focused on yourself. It's not that you don't care. It's almost like you care too much. It's like you know where you want to be in life and you know what you expect out of life and you're not reaching it. So you're hyper aware of your failures. So, so then you enter this depression and, um, suicidal thoughts. And, um, a lot of times purpose can be different than what people think. Um, your purpose doesn't have to be some huge thing. It can be a huge thing, but it doesn't have to be a huge thing. Um, I found a lot of not temporary purposes, but smaller purposes like, like my children, um, they won't be small forever, but right now they are. And right now they need me the most. So, um, that became one of my purposes, um, to help people also who were in the same place as me, that also started to become one of my purposes and to guide, um, women similar to me out of that darkness also became a purpose in my life. And I, I have actually like secret undercover of talked to women who were very similar to myself and helped them out of it because I got myself out of it. So, um, anyways, that's pretty much the breakdown of the song. Um, and suicide and depression. Holy crap, you guys. This shit is serious. Sorry, it's just water, guys. Um, I know with COVID-19 and the lockdown, a lot of my friends and family have been 
isolated. Um, and there's been a lot of depression. And people don't always talk about it. Nope. People won't always talk about it. So I'm talking about it. Um, if you're depressed or suicidal, whether it's COVID related or not, you know, reach out for real. Um, there's a huge world out there and a lot of us have experience in this. Um, and I'll tell you, man, I've been down these dark roads. I've, I've sat in my car at night. I've sat in this car that I'm in right now. I've, I've drove away from work, sat in my car for hours after work, just thinking about the process of ending my life. And it really, all those things that people try to say to you to make you not kill yourself weren't working for me. Like, when I went over the pros and cons, uh, you know, I felt like the good outweighed the bad and my life should have been ended. I wanted it to end. I needed it to end. Um, I felt like everybody would be better off. And it didn't matter who I hurt. In my head, I was like, I don't care. They'll get over it. Um, the benefit of me being dead outweighs their sadness. You know, they'll get over it. Uh, they'll be happy again. My loss won't be that great. Um, and I, 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 I did at that point in that dark point in my life, I didn't care. I was like, I don't care if my mom is sad. I don't care if my dad is sad. I don't care if my sister's sad. I don't care if my cousins are sad. I don't care if my boss is sad. I don't care who's sad. I just want out. And I thought about it. I thought about it. And I was like, it didn't matter. I thought of all kinds of people. It didn't matter to me until I got down to the nitty gritty of it. And I thought about my kids. And that really is the savior for a lot of people. It's not always, but it, 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 it was for me. Because I thought for a second. I was like, okay, my kids... They'll be hurt, uh, but they'll be better off without me. And then I was like, but will they? Like, will they really understand? Because I'm in this depression and I know that I'm in debt and I know that my credit sucks and I know that my car is breaking down and I know that my job's not going where I want it to. And I know my family is arguing with me and I know what my struggles are. I know what they are. I know, I know what my situation is dark. At that time, it wasn't, I'm not saying right now, but I knew at the time that my situation was very dark. I knew what I was doing to myself. I knew it was all very dark. My kids didn't know that. My kids weren't aware. And uh, that they wouldn't have understood it, even if they were aware. The only thing they were going to understand is that I was gone. If I killed myself, that would be the only thing that they would understand. And it would hurt them in a very deep way. So you take away a child's mother. All they know is that the person who made them dinner and breakfast and lunch, the person who took them to the store, the person who read them stories before bed, the person who gave them baths, the person who held them when they're sick, the person who uh, brought them into the world, basically. I'm sorry. See, this is why I had to sing before I talk because I get emotional. So basically, they would have just known that that one person they really could count on, that one person they turned to, was gone. That's all they would have understood. 
And it wouldn't have mattered uh, if I left a note. Like if I left a note oh, saying, oh, this is why I took my life. They're not going to understand that. They don't understand that. They just understand the pain. The pain from losing you. So then when you take your life, I was thinking, I was thinking if I take my life, I'm not ending my pain. I'm taking all the pain and I knew how deep the pain was. I was like, I'm going to take all this pain and I'm going to give it to my kids. Do I want to do that? I was like, no, I don't want to do that. So uh, I decided not to obviously. And then I was like, okay, this is getting scary. I don't want to hurt my kids. So then I started reaching out to people. I started using those key phrases. Like, I don't feel right. Hey, cousin, I don't feel normal. Something feels off. I started like dropping hints left and right, hoping somebody would notice. You know, nobody really did notice because it's so vague. But somehow I pulled myself out of it. I say it was a combination of hard work and determination and just chipping away at it and um, faking it until I make it. You know that saying, fake it till you make it? I really did that. I really faked it till I made it. I just kept smiling. I kept laughing. I kept being happy. And one day I just woke up and I actually was happy. I worked hard. You know, I improved my credit. I paid off a lot of my debt. Um, I, I, I was moving up in my job. Uh, you know, I'm still not where I want to be. I'm not, but I'm getting there one step at a time. I always have to tell myself that I always have to tell myself so I don't get to the point where I'm depressed anymore. Um, but yeah, so basically, okay, today I talked about my subject, I sang my song, um, and I wanted to put it out there to you all who, uh, may be suffering from suicidal thoughts or tendencies and depression um I got you man seriously I I know what it's like and I know where you've been or where you are um I would urge you to think very hard um about the people who mean something to you and if you have to you know think of the weakest people who are important to you the ones that will be hurt the most by what you do if you decide to take your life I mean if that's if that's what you got to do to make it work then do what you got to do um but um and also and, and this also goes out to people who aren't depressed or suicidal um this is a reminder to pay close attention to your loved ones and to pay close attention to the key phrases and common behaviors of people who are depressed and suicidal um, because you don't want to catch it too late. I've, uh, I've lost somebody to suicide and I'm telling you right now, it's horrible to sit there and think, damn, I was too busy to catch that. Um, so if you love, if you love your loved ones, uh, you know, obviously pay close attention you can never be too busy for the people you love. Uh, don't let little stuff get in the way of uh, paying attention to those signs. Because they're there. But, I mean, if you don't know what they are because you haven't been there, then, you know, this is this is your wake-up call. This is what they are. Um, 
I will do a brief summary of what they are. So, I mean, cause we, I've been talking for a while. Um, but, uh, obviously if you notice a change in someone's behavior, if their normal behavior pattern has changed, someone who's not usually sexually promiscuous becomes sexually promiscuous. Somebody who doesn't normally use alcohol starts drinking a lot. Uh, somebody who doesn't disappear starts disappearing a lot. Somebody who's usually chipper and happy suddenly becomes not so chipper and happy. Um, noticing that dead look in someone's eyes. Um, oftentimes, uh, when I got really close to thinking I was going to take my life, I started telling people I loved them. I did. Um, that's not, that's obviously not a good sign to look for, but, um, I did. I started telling people, I I feel a lot better now. Um, I love you guys. Um, I started saving money. I, it it was dark. I thought I, I would, I thought I was about to take my life. So I did start going around and, and making amends and telling people I loved them. And and things can be so vague, you, you never know. Um, but yeah, uh, pay attention for those key phrases like, oh, I'm just tired, or I feel a little funny, or I don't feel the same, or life doesn't feel the same, or things are so different, or it's so hard, or things are just unbearable. Um, I'm tired. I said that a lot. I said, I'm tired. I was saying so much more than I'm tired when I said I'm tired. I meant I'm tired. I'm tired of failing. I'm tired of being sad. I'm tired of being mad. I'm tired of letting people down. I'm tired of degrading myself. Like I was saying so much more than I'm just tired. Um, But so often... We just don't tell people when we're at that point. So um, I'm putting these signs out there, you know, these things to watch out for. I mean, you're not always going to be able to be aware. But I, I did want to talk about this because I did. I do have some loved ones who recently attempted suicide and I had my own stint with it for a while. So I wanted to put it out there because I know a lot of people um, right now with the state of the world and the state of how society is treating each other, a lot of people may be depressed right now. So, um, this one goes out to y'all, you know, I really, I just love everybody. Okay. I love you all. Be happy, be safe, be aware, love your loved ones. Um, and, um, you know, stay happy. One love y'all.